0: Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi-American and a lesbian.
1: And I'm bi-trans Lebanese and we're recording separately for once.
0: Yes, um, we are in Houston and Washington, D.C. Ellie and I are currently living in different parts of the country. Anyway. um, We're
1: basically, um, we've decided to pull out one more lesbian trope um, slash stereotype and have a long distance relationship for a while.
0: Go us. Um, So, I'm very excited because Yellow Punk is coming up. That's the next time we will see each other and people who have been listening to us for a while, you know how obsessed we are with Yellow Punk, both of us. And we kind of wanted to talk about um, what's going to happen this year at Yellow Punk and then there are some other topics we want to touch on uh, during this episode. So, Ellie, um, how are you feeling about your upcoming trip to Philadelphia?
1: Oh my god, I am actually a little terrified because it's been a while since I've had to go on a plane without, like, a girlfriend next to me to make sure the TSA doesn't completely destroy me. Yeah. <laughs> I, it'll be, fu- I'm sure it will be fine. I hope they leave but, me the fuck alone. But, you know, trans searched always. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get searched. i would just be like, but now I know what to do because they told me to tell them how to do their jobs.
0: Was it the supervisor who said that? Like, you need to be clear about what you want.
1: Yeah, you need to tell us exactly how to do our jobs, basically.
0: Yeah, and Ellie was like, I literally said anyone can search me, just get it over with.
1: And, you know, that was too hard.
0: Oh, well, I guess you need to start conducting the trainings for TSA, since apparently that's your job. Yeah. (sighs) So, coming
1: soon to Houston, Ellie teaches the TSA.
0: Okay, I hope we don't come back with any stories about that, other than, like... Hey, it went well. Anyways, or so, nothing at all. Yeah, or nothing happened at all. So this is going to be year three of Yalla Punk. This will be year two for both of us attending. It happens in Philadelphia. I, there's going to be a variety of uh, art that is presented there. Art and workshops and vendors and stuff like that so unfortunately we are both missing uh the first night which is thursday night um and that will be a lineup of some really cool looking films um so i'm kind of bummed about that i wish i could take more time off work but
1: yeah unfortunately we have to appease the capitalist nightmare but (laughs) who knows maybe we'll just we'll meet them and you know score some screeners or get them on the podcast
0: yeah i reached out to one of the filmmakers and asked like hey which would you one? possibly the the one who did i say dust it sounds like a really cool film all of the films sound really awesome and i hope there's a way we can see them someday um but anyway yeah one of the films is i say dust and it is about arab american women in new york city who fall in love
1: Uh um... As for me, I'm really looking forward to the punk shit, to all the punk bands and shit coming on Friday and Saturday. Uh, intercourse sounds like the, exactly what I want in life. Yeah. So.
0: are you familiar with Intercourse?
1: Uh, uh, I listened to a brief sample of them, and I was just like, I was just like, oh god, yes.
0: Your shit. But, that's your shit. I'm really excited for all of the music. Um, I am ecstatic that Wake Island is going to be there. Uh, it's a pair of uh, incredible people who are based in Montreal. Um, it's a—they it, describe themselves as an electronic duo, and they're fucking amazing. So excited! You're going to hear from one of them um, on our Yellow Punk episode. And what uh, else? So
1: let's just read out the entire. Let's read out the entire list, just so people. We got the Droopies, Intercourse, Gaz, Wake Island, uh, Erotic Thrillers, Danya. Media Jeweler, Time is Fire, Glitter Skulls, and then there's an after party, so.
0: Um, and then there's comedy. Friday. Is that during the after party? Yeah, I think so. And then on Sunday, there's going to be poetry. We have Samia back. We have some other cool poets. We have a bunch of cool vendors. I'm going to be getting a tattoo by B for Babyface. Did I tell you, Ellie, that I'm getting a tattoo? For really? yeah yeah yeah. you okay. did so yeah and right. i just
1: want to let you know how against it i am so I, against it
0: i can tell i know you're really offended
1: the of the temple I, that is your body
0: i'm so hot on so tattoos for uh, tattoos by b for Babyface. that's one of the vendors i'm gonna read some of the other vendors so we have earth seed holistic uh, Thaura uh, Jewelry, Home Fresh Persian Food, Punk Ass Arab. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Common Notions, Mike Romeo Prints, Shutter Punk Prints. Yeah, and there's some really great workshops and panels. They're not listed on the Yellow Punk site. I know what some of them are going to be, but I don't know if I should name them yet. In case- I don't know. Watch for um, those to be listed on yellowpunk.com. Well, there's and... also the,
1: the, well, Nadia is officially listed.
0: I, I was getting to that. I was getting to that. Um, so yeah, Nadia and Layla. they're going to be, they're two uh, Lebanese American dancers. So you all know Nadia. Um, so the two of them are pairing up to do a piece called Arab Fucking-esque, which is amazing. I fucking love the title. Arab fucking-esque, not your sexy harem girls. It's going to be a piece that just fucking critiques the Orientalism that is in the Nutcracker and just present in a lot of dance in general. It's looking really amazing. And... Yeah, you know,
1: not just because we unconditionally love Nadia.
0: Even, yeah, even objectively, it's a fucking amazing piece. And then yeah, so there will be uh, Entropy Studio. There will be Mona Lea, Tawil. Um, Ellie, you and I saw we and Nadia. We all went and saw her perform in New York. Um,
1: yeah, that sounds cool.
0: Actually, she's the one who was on uh, the poster, the Yellow Punk poster, two years ago, like the first year.
1: Oh yeah, she, and she was on that green, all lit up in green on the stage, and we kind of yes. in, in the back. Yeah. Yeah, and we when you just sat like after the show, I think we sat around and bullshit with her. I think a little bit. Oh man, she was so cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: She was awesome. So that's what's coming up. We have a recording that we're going to be doing at Yalla Punk. So we're going to just like last year, we're going to talk to some folks who are there, and I will post more details soon about who's going to be talking on that one. So that'll be really nice to have that element again. And what else?
1: Uh a lot of personal stuff. Um
0: Yeah.
1: Well, for one, I need to find a fucking job, so I'm looking forward to that. <sighs> I
0: know. But there's so but, much but, uh, other year. than that.
1: We may have mentioned this earlier, but um Ollie was hogging the correspondence uh oh, yeah. when we <laughs> yeah. did the interview. And I finally got my review copy and I'm tearing through it so i'm looking forward to getting through that um what else am i doing it's really good isn't uh it? that's the um, book
0: by tim murphy if you all remember
1: um let's see what else in video game stuff i'm playing fire emblem three houses has lots of lesbians it's a lot of fun go if you if you like tactical things we'll play that um mm-hmm. what else to be honest i'm just looking forward to going to philly running around to having philly cheesesteaks going to that one vegan donut place again i really wanted to <laughs> do
0: that my god thing. I was so obsessed. I'm serious. Didn't they make us go twice?
1: Yeah, wasn't wasn't it dots? I think
0: dotties donuts. That's it.
1: I need to do that again.
0: So they have different flavors every day. So like one of the recent ones is matcha with strawberry jam and vanilla drizzle. They also have like strawberry basil and matcha pistachio, and it's just such yeah. There's like really creative flavors, and they're all vegan, and it makes me really happy.
1: Uh, but you know you're gonna be all about the matcha
0: i might be about all about the hibiscus Jesus. as well because they also have hibiscus sometimes so anyway okay guys
1: i'm gonna let you know the secret she is super obsessed with matcha so that hibiscus is not gonna happen
0: <laughs> whatever what if there's like multiple visits philly is a really cool city i also want to go back to Hadramut, the Yemeni place because last year we went oh my god that when, place
1: was so good it
0: was good but we all went when we were super full and so at least i didn't get a meal there i just had a little bit of the bread which was amazing i tried a little bit of the fool um but
1: that fool gave me life.
0: i would actually go and have a a full meal there and a full meal haha What else? This has just been a year of change, um, especially the past few months. And more change is coming up in the next few months for both Ellie and me. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of nice to have like this consistent thing in our lives. Like, okay, Yellow Punk. We know when that happens, where it happens. Um, I know it's only the second year we're going, but it already feels like a consistent thing in a way. In comparison to everything else, that's kind of like brand new. Oh, well, we've
1: got like we've got like at least three different yearly things that we do. we we have uh, Yellow Punk, our end of the year vacation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Pack South usually.
0: That's true because right now nothing else feels routine or regular. Um, everything is brand new. Like I am, I I am in a new place. Ellie had to move into a new house and like I have a new job Ellie is about to have to look for a new job um as we talked about on a previous episode Ellie has some personal stuff about to go down things are feeling a little chaotic I don't know about you Ellie I've been uh, I've been a lot more tired recently than you know usual I think it's a lot of mental energy that this is demanding this year has been demanding and physical too. I mean, all the times that we've had to move. Yeah,
1: had to help you clean up and move. Had to finish out the apartment myself. Um, my place wasn't ready on time, so I had to move to my mom's place. Then I had to move again a week, almost like a week later. Yeah. So, and I'm anticipating and moving in less than six months. So basically, most of my stuff is still in boxes, aside from clothes and a laptop. I won't. Leave. On the other hand, my room has never been this clean.
0: Because you have, like, no stuff that's unpacked. I have
1: no stuff. Laptop, desk, <laughs> uh, a card game, and Nintendo Switch, and that's about it.
0: The essentials. Yeah. What have you been playing um, on the Switch? Uh,
1: a lot of Smash Brothers, Liar, a lot of Fire Emblem. I I need to start entering more local tournaments, but that's just completely a side note. Because mm-hmm. I, cause I entered when I got my ass kicked, and... Now and I'm also super shy when I'm like like everyone everyone who listens to us here like hears me talk all the fucking time. Every you hear me talk all the time. But I was just reminded the other day when I'm like in unfamiliar anything like I get really quiet really fast because I I can't I don't know how to I'm bad with new people.
0: That's fair. I'm
1: basically a badly socialized puppy. I'm like, exhausting.
0: And it's hard to start from scratch with new people when you don't know anything about each other i don't know yeah and
1: then you've got to be like oh. then you've got to like to put the throttle on the personal information you're like how open do i want to be do i want to go like full podcast where i'm like yeah i'm having fucking surgery on my junk and you know oh let me tell you about how awful or great this thing really personal thing is and they're like and they're probably looking at me it's like dear god what have i done and this person is like way too intense they're just dropping everything on me and i'm like Am I doing it? Nah, probably not because I have like zero social awareness.
0: It's sometimes it's hard to find a balance between being like too guarded and too closed off and making people feel like they can't really connect with you in any way and then like yeah, just laying everything out there and making someone potentially feel like you're dumping on them emotionally. It can be hard like with brand new people when you meet because you have some fundamental things in common but then you realize okay just because that's a thing I still need to have some boundaries and go at a healthy pace and stuff and it's kind of hard sometimes in certain spaces to do that.
1: Yeah especially since you know that whole family socialization business where like Oh, we've you've grown up around these people for 12, 15 years, and they all know your stupid, embarrassing business because none of them can keep a fucking secret.
0: I think that's but... I think that's a thing within spaces like Yellowpunk, etc. I mean, as much as we talk about all the positive aspects of spaces like Yala Punk and any you know anything similar, it's it's hard to figure out how guarded to be because like when you find yourself at least I'm going to speak for myself like when I find myself in a space like that which is a brand new thing in my life I feel like I automatically want to let my guard completely down and that's not necessarily the most healthy way to be because you like just being completely vulnerable right away and thinking that you're automatically connecting with everyone around you it's not really realistic I guess
1: I get it it's I mean so look we're we're around white people all day long and we have to sort of like keep ourselves in this nice politically safe you know non-threatening box so we can you know get get our fucking coffee and go to work and, and you know Not accidentally try to start a communist revolution or some shit like that, you know?
0: Except you don't like coffee, but whatever, keep going.
1: I'm I'm trying to be inclusive, okay? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, I guess it feels like in Yellow Punk I could take the filter off a lot. Mm -hmm. But I also know it's not fair to everyone else if I'm just like completely, you know vomiting all my business into their face and it's like and we've only said hello at this point
0: yeah um and i know being on the receiving end of that that can feel really overwhelming and suffocating and i don't want to do that to other people but sometimes i'm like shit, i need to i need to slow down just because this is like a it's s- like look s- yeah
1: it's like i need to dish i need a dish with somebody who's going to get it and who's not going to ask me for to define and explain like half of what I just said because, oh, hey, mm-hmm. you don't share the same cultural context or you're not an immigrant or you're not the kid of immigrants or, you know, politics doesn't affect you.
0: Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, OK, we are still all different humans from each other and we all have our individual quirks and shit and we have to navigate getting to know each other like at a decently healthy pace.
1: Yeah, we can't just integrate everyone into the hype mind just yet. Yeah. Um, All right. so, um
0: yeah. sorry, uh I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you wanna get into uh-huh. the hotets topic uh for a little Alright,
1: let's talk about hot.
0: Yeah, because we didn't talk about it. We kind of skimmed the surface last time. And I really encourage everyone to read the article. I will post it on this episode on our website, um, thequeerarabs.com. So if you haven't read the article in Haritz that we were included in, please do. Um, The headline kind of bothered people. And I understand why, because it had the word Stonewall in it. The whole article was about um, activists like specifically queer um, Swana activists. That was the focus. And it was a piece that was featured because it was the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. So it was kind of timed for that. But, you know, people were saying, you know, the the headline doesn't really do us any favors because it's just like adapt, uh, adopting a Western concept into a context that is different completely different and i understand that i yeah i don't know what else to say about that like i just i agree I, I i think the headline could have been something completely separate from stonewall um but if you read past the headline and read the article itself and read about the activists included i really hope you'll get something good out of it um again i i've said this before um i don't And I don't expect to change everyone's minds or what what am I trying to say? Look,
1: we look, we're just saying, Hey, you know, we want to acknowledge everyone's concerns. You know, we, we get it, you know, no one wants to support Zionism. No one wants to support the Israeli state, but we can't, we can't short of like, you know, violent revolution. We can't change people's minds or change the landscape there without addressing the people who live there and who are in power.
0: Yeah, and Haaretz, and, and the reason I personally think Haaretz is a good source is like it's a liberal, like very left-leaning newspaper that's in Israel that is constantly uh, critiquing the government there, um, constantly putting out articles uh, in support of Palestine. Um, I think it's really important to insert... Our voices into a space like that, um, into a maybe a news source that has a readership that mostly consists of Israelis or people living in Israel. I think it's important. This is just my my opinion, and I understand if other people I understand other people's concerns and other people's uh, disagreements with this. But I think it's important to I-, I feel for myself it's important to insert my voice into spaces like that where I think the people reading it need to hear it or need to see it. I don't want people to keep uh to keep seeing these what's what's the word? tragedy porn? Is that it?
1: disaster porn? Disaster
0: porn. Thank you. It's constantly oh uh being being Arab or being, you know, any of any group in the Swana region and being queer, it's just always a complete disaster and a complete you know, you hear all these horror stories and you hear all these like oh them and they're so savage and they're they're from such a savage society and backwards and all this. But stuff. don't
1: worry, darling, you're one of the good ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I want there to be positive stories where it shows the progress and the resilience and all the positive things that are going on with Swana like queer Swana folks, and I think I don't know I'm personally still happy that we are included in that article among such incredible activists like I don't uh, that's just my stance and Haritz has not always had a great history I will definitely acknowledge that it was launched in British Palestine by the British Army I mean can we get any more colonizer than that right but at the same time it has morphed and um now the publication stands for a lot of the same things that i think a lot of us stand for um and i i appreciate that the newspaper has you know has taken a positive turn over these yeah. decades um this well, century any actually. organization
1: that's been like any organization that's been around for like more than a day is going to have some baggage with it too like if we talk to new york times it's like well you know they have they always have these assholes who are like pro bush pro trump pro government and like every era they've existed you know yeah they are always pro status quo in some ways it's like yeah the new york times but You know, they're also, they also have their own problematic bullshit, but you can't just talk to, you know, assholes like us all the time, you know, we're, let's face it, we're niche as fuck and anything that really covers like queer Swana folks in any capacity is usually going to be pretty niche. So the one chance you can, the chance we can get to get our voice outside of that, like one little sphere is, I think should be taken, especially if it's going to be in a, to a receptive audience yeah even if the editor you know sticks on a really dumb fucking title
0: and but I mean, I, that's what i got to,
1: that's all i got out of that
0: yeah and like the person who interviewed us that's probably not the same person who came up with the headline that's not always how it works and so the people who were interviewed like us like we didn't know the what the headline would be i didn't know like the context of our piece in the article, I knew that we were going to be part of a bigger article, but I didn't know what all was going to be in it. Um, I just I well, that's just how it goes. Yeah. And that's just that is how it goes. You when you're interviewed by uh, like for a newspaper or whatever, you're focusing on your part of it. um, You're told about your part of it. And we had no knowledge of or control over the headline and yeah. yeah,
1: unfortunately, we don't own this guy, so...
0: I am appreciative of the person who interviewed us, the reporter, for very thoughtfully interviewing us and taking a long time to do it, and... Um, Seriously,
1: it, it was like what, like almost an hour?
0: It was over an hour, so like an hour and a half that we had this conversation.
1: Yeah, for like, for like what, two paragraphs, I think?
0: Not even, yeah, exactly, and... I just really appreciate the thoroughness that went into this, and making sure that we were accurately portrayed, and our statements were accurately conveyed, and in a respectful way, in a positive way. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I. What I'm, else we got, darling? I just want to say I'm I'm very sorry to those who were upset by it, and I hear you, and I really hope I you know like both of us have shed some light on like where we were coming from i don't know if that changes it for you in any way and your your thoughts on it are like you have the right to your thoughts on it and yeah
1: yeah, yeah. plus it, keep, it keeps us honest you know like oh shit you know people are going to read and listen to what we say so we got to for sure we got to keep that standard you know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean and we will do things or there will be instances that come up like this where people will disagree with us or criticize us. And I I welcome that. I really do welcome it. And I'm sorry if I can't address it in a better way. I, I want to address it. I want to address these concerns in an effective way. And sometimes I feel like it's hard to do so just mostly because I have a... I'm not great with words, um, but... I'm doing my best. I know you are too, Ellie. I appreciate all feedback if it's constructive, which I think this feedback was very constructive. That's all I got for this week. Uh, do you have anything else?
1: I think that's it. See ya, folks.
0: <laughs> well, let me let me do the this thing. Oh my God, uh,
1: we have to outro, I guess.
0: Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and Facebook at The Queer Arabs. And our website, again, is thequeerarabs.com. Please reach out to our co-host Ahmed who runs the Arabic side of the podcast if you want to talk about that part of the podcast um, at thequeerarabsinarabic at gmail.com and you can email us um, at thequeerarabs at gmail.com Please rate and review us on iTunes. It really makes a difference. I can't stress that enough because the more feedback we get on iTunes, the more visible the podcast is for people who need to find it.
1: All right, cool. Okay. Um, Thanks for listening, folks.
0: Bye, y'all.